0: Hello and welcome back to Wellness with a dining Nurse. If you are new here, my name is Zoe. I'm a registered nurse who has worked in women's health for the past nine years um, and I also run an online coaching um, business helping women achieve health and fitness goals when they are completely stuck on how and what to do. So this episode is slightly different to the normal typical episode that I put out on this podcast but I really wanted to dive in this week to um, some of the eight-week reviews that I've been doing with my clients so I typically do coaching blocks in eight weeks and um we are typically eight weeks mostly into the year this week um and sorry I was just playing with my um airpod then um and I just thought we had such great conversations um and I I know so many people would value and really learn a lot to be able to implement this into their own journey, um, so we know that you know health, looking after our health is so important for longevity, um, and it's so difficult for so many women to you know, navigate the myths, misinformation out there to really know how they should be looking after their body, how they should maintain a healthy weight, how they should be exercising, what they should be eating. And a lot of this came up in the eight week reviews that I did. So there's a couple of topics that I've picked out on. And I just think that going through them might just be really helpful to somebody. So one of the first things that I um, wanted to talk about was the fact that we are very, very busy. We live in a very, very busy world. And I typically work with two types of women, women who are in their kind of later life. They've got grown up kids, but are in peak of their career, you know, and very busy, stressful jobs, routines that are not kind of flexible. And then I typically work with, um, you know, the younger mum who um, has small children and again, doesn't have a very flexible routine and has a routine that evolves around children. So being smart with routine is something that is really important for my clients. So something that I have done with um, one of my perimenopausal ladies um, in her last eight week coaching block is really try and get her into the habit of movement before work. She works a very stressful, busy corporate job. I know come six o'clock when she leaves work, she is just not going to get her exercise in. She's not going to go for a walk. She wants to go home, eat dinner and collapse on the sofa. And quite rightly, and it's unrealistic to think that those are the things that we can change overnight and obviously you know living in the UK um what we do after work is very dependent on the seasons um I don't know about you but you know when I finish work in the evening when it's dark outside I'm I don't want to leave my house I know I work from home but I don't want to leave my house I want to have the cozy and the comfortness of you know chilling in my you know on my sofa um, but perhaps when it's um, summer evenings, I will get out for a walk. But I don't want women to go through this kind of swing and momentum of only doing things when it's summer. So what we have done for this lady is put her movement before work. Now, I know there might be a lot of people out there that think, oh, God, I could never get up early enough to get that done. But what this lady has the luxury of working out at home, she has um, a little bit of equipment. Um, she has a treadmill so actually you know she can roll out of bed have a glass of water and crack on with her um, workout without even thinking about commuting um, traffic is she going to get into work on time because you know she does a short sharp 20 30 minute workout finish the workout into the shower get ready and off she goes now The sacrifice that comes with movement before work is that you have to make sure you're in bed at a decent time, um, which I know is very tricky. But this leads hand in hand to I feel sluggish. I'm always tired. um, My sleep is really poor, because if you've got the motivation to get up in the morning and you are motivated to really implement that as a habit, you bet you will make sure you are in bed because. Getting up when you're tired and sluggish, you know, 45 minutes to an hour earlier is tough. So making sure that you um, are in bed is key and that all naturally flows into one. And that's why I honestly think if you are a very busy corporate woman, you don't even have to be corporate um, and you are struggling to get movement in after work find and create the habit of putting more movement before work because this is honestly um like vital um and we know that exercise is so important for our longevity you know our stress management um our mental health so making sure that that's in there starting your day on a really positive foot you know is key and it's not that you have to get up and do it every day but getting into the swing of things. You know for this lady we did put it in every day she doesn't do a workout every day but she'll do like um a walk on her treadmill just because i wanted to get her into the habit of before work we get up and we move our body um and now you know eight weeks on she's doing that kind of with ease. Obviously, it's never going to be easy, you know, to make sure you get in bed on time and make sure you get up in the morning when the alarm goes off. But actually, it's not as challenging as it was week one. And I know it can feel very, very daunting when we put these, um, you know, we try and create these habits. And it's like, wow, I'll never be able to stick to that. But, you know, building up on those habits over time is absolutely key in this um scenario. So that's one thing that I've discussed with a client this week that I know would be able to um help a lot of um other people. Um the other thing that I've discussed is around being intentional now. This is one of my favorite buzzwords. <laughs> I don't know if you've heard other people talk about it, but if you want to succeed at anything you have to be intentional like long gone are the days when you can just hope and something happens i mean did those days ever exist i don't know but for example i wanted to be a nurse so i intentionally worked hard at my a levels i intentionally applied to a university that i knew would give me a place based on my results i intentionally did well at university because I wanted to qualify. I intentionally put effort into my um, post-grad interviews because I knew where I wanted a job and that was in gynaecology and I wasn't going to work anywhere else. So can you see like every other thing that we succeed at in life, we are intentional about it and I just think that this has to be translated to your health and fitness journey and you have to do it with intention. So what does intention look like? Intention looks like planning, being very, very good at planning. I'm a big fan of a Google Calendar, you know, in there is when I'm going for my walks, when I'm doing my exercise, when I'm prepping my meals, um, when I'm going to bed, when I'm getting up. That's me being intentional and saying, I'm not just gonna wing this, I'm not going to hope for the best that, you know, I'm going to survive high rocks at the weekend. I'm going to be intentional and make sure that I have covered every single, you know, avenue to make sure that I get there. Now, do I need to be that particular about things in my schedule right now? No, I don't. But I know when I'm more intentional about things that it, it really does heighten the way that I show up. Um, you know, and I would always, I would always say like to some clients, you know, if if this is the first time that you are succeeding at a health and fitness goal, this is the first time perhaps you are actually making headway on a fat loss goal, or, you know, this is the first time you're intentionally working out, then you have to be almost hyper intentional. Now, by that, I mean, I want you to be anal about okay, this is the time I do my workout. And this is when I have to do it. It's like a dentist appointment. I mean, if you can get a dentist appointment, you're probably not going to miss it, right? It's the same with your workout. And this is when it leads into my my other um, buzzword of my coaching. And that is show up for yourself. Are you intentionally showing up for yourself? And if you're intentionally showing up for yourself, I guarantee you, you will succeed. But thinking to yourself, okay, am I intentionally doing this? Because I, I see a lot with clients who perhaps, you know, have a couple of really good weeks of tracking their food, if that's what they're doing, getting their steps, and then week two or week three, it's all gone to pot. And I'll say, well, did you intentionally plan that in this week? Did you, did you intentionally tell yourself today, I'm getting 10,000 steps? Did you intentionally track your food before you started eating today? And the answer is always no. And that's, you can see the correlation between intention and actually achieving your goal. Um, So that's something else that we have spoken about. So turn up for yourself intentionally, like, and just remember, it may feel exhausting, but actually it's really empowering um, to just be like, okay, well today I'm intentionally going to do this and really sticking to it. so, what else have we discussed this week? Is increasing capacity. Now, I um, have a. I actually took quite um, a few clients on um, in the last eight-week block who have very office-based jobs. Now, this is always very tricky when it comes to movement um, because you know you're sat at your desk from I don't know nine till five, eight till six you're probably getting up for lunch, but you're only wandering across to maybe the, the like office or you're wandering down to the shop downstairs. Um, so you don't quite understand what your capacity is. Now, once you've raised your capacity a few times, and I'll explain how to do that and what I mean by that in a moment, trust me, you will feel like you have so much more ability to achieve things so in this case this was a client who was doing around 2000 steps a day she was getting up and doing crossfit in the morning but only doing 2000 steps now exercise is really important but daily activity for longevity for health is incredibly important also, if you're on a fat loss journey is incredibly important. We know in terms of overall calorie burn for the day, daily activity will always trump an hour of exercise. So the more you can push up your daily activity, the higher you can keep your calories. So I'm always key to increase this capacity for clients. So this lady has gone from 2000 steps a day to 8,000 steps now. When I first started working with her had I said right today we're going to do 8000 steps this is the goal off you go that wouldn't work we have to increase your capacity over time so if you're doing 2000 do 4000 if you're doing 4000 do 5000 do 6000 so over the 8 weeks we have slowly built in more steps so this looks like making sure that at lunchtime we do a 30 minute walk um you know and make the most of that lunch hour. It also means if you do movement at lunchtime, you're going to come back, be more productive, and actually get your work done in the afternoon. That daylight is super important. Um, you know, midway through um, a heavy workload. Um, so you know, we also worked on pottering around the office a little bit more, making the excuse, you know, to walk across to the other side of the office, or even if um, today she was working at home, it was that you know, every hour she got up, she moved around and before she knew it we were pushing that capacity quite a lot and again this falls back into intention like she has to intentionally increase this capacity it it wasn't going to happen overnight yes obviously we had the guidance of okay we're doing two we're now going to do four that's the guidance and to be honest she could have googled that on the internet but what we did together was understand how she can improve that capacity and how she could intentionally show up for herself and improve that capacity so my advice to you is if you think right now you are not doing everything that you want to do work on building your capacity because once you have built it you will have the evidence that you are capable of it um so like from for example for me for example is I currently do two jobs and a lot of people say to me how do you balance?" Both of those jobs, and I have honestly just built up the capacity over time to be able to time manage and manage both of those jobs. I'm not saying it's ideal. I'm not saying it's what you should do, but I'm just saying that I didn't suddenly just have these really two big workloads. I built it up over time, so actually my capacity is quite high now to be able to do that amount of work. So hopefully, hopefully that makes sense. Um, Another thing that we spoke about was the importance of eating more fruit, vegetables and fiber and not just eating calories. Now, I'm a big fan of this one. Um, if you track calories um, for you know, the goal of fat loss um, or weight gain um, and you are simply just eating the calories, then one, you're going to be very hungry. Two, you're not going to get the nutrients in your body that you need. So it's really important that you find a balance between making sure that you are maximizing nutrition within your calories. So the way that I like to do this and the way that I would recommend that you do this is, OK, think about how many meals do you want to eat in a day. This will vary. You could eat five if you wanted, um, but we'll just we'll just use me for an example. So I like three meals and one snack, or I like four meals. So I typically get hungry between three and four o'clock. So at that time, depending on how hungry I am, I either want a snack that's high in protein or I want another meal. Um, And just of late, I've just been going with a snack. So let's go with that today. So I know I'm gonna have three meals and one snack. Okay, the next thing I need to think about is, okay, what's the protein source gonna be in each one of those meals? Got it. How am I then going to add in some micronutrients to each of those meals? So that might be fruit with my breakfast, it might be salad with my lunch, it might be veg with my dinner. Um, how am I then going to build that meal out so it makes me feel like it's something I really want to eat, I'm going to enjoy it? How do I balance that? Um, and that's how you go about tracking calories. It's not, oh, I fancy a Mars bar, I'm going to track that and put that in. Because yes, that has its place, but... Doing that consistently enough is not going to nutritionally support you to be able to um, long term actually achieve like a fat loss goal, if that's why you're tracking calories, um, because you're just going to cut yourself short in terms of hunger. um, And, you know, you're not actually changing your food habits, which then long term when you come to maintain your weight, Um, without tracking is going to be very 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 difficult um so that's something else that we have worked on in the past eight weeks with this client now this one is my absolute favorite um and i'm going to end with this one i'm just going to have a little slurp of my coffee actually hopefully you can't hear that anyway um this one is my absolute favorite and i could talk about this forever now we spoke about um being stuck in this place between you only live once, but I want to achieve my long-term goal. And it's that mindset of like, life is worth living, enjoy the cake, enjoy the treats, eat out, go for the drinks. Um, But equally, I'm very unhappy in my body and I, on a day-to-day basis, want to feel healthier now what do you do at that moment in time and me and this client have spoke about this almost weekly during this last eight week block and i know she has found it very very difficult to try and challenge the perspective and move more towards um you know moving away from short term gratification now i don't know if any if you're listening and you follow me on instagram but i actually spoke about this yesterday about sometimes short-term gratification is what we should, should choose but if we have a long-term goal constantly picking short-term gratification is not going to move us closer to that long-term goal now I agree life is worth living 100% like live life to the fullest but why does that always have to mean cake chocolate multiple drinks because if I think about life worth living it's I want to walk on the beach with my dog when the sun's shining. Like that to me is a big dopamine boost that I would get from perhaps cake that would make me feel like life's worth living. Um, You know, I don't know what else, what else do I do? Um, Picking out the small moments is what I do to make sure that I appreciate life. And I'm in this mindset of life is worth living But it doesn't always have to be the short-term gratification of food. And I think this is something that I have definitely challenged myself with over the years, is that a lot of my social life was around drinking. Um, And I had a really good time. I'm not digging anyone else out who that is their social life. Um, But that constant weekend binge drinking often was short-term gratification When actually I wanted to feel healthier, I wanted to feel more athletic, I wanted to improve my running, I wanted to feel really good in my skin, I wanted to not have dull skin. But every weekend I was choosing this short-term gratification because that was my default for socialising, that was my default for I'm living life and I'm living it to the full. But if I look at where I'm at now, I definitely have more balance of, okay, I do live life to the full but I am still working on my long-term goals and it's a mindset you constantly have to challenge um and a couple of a couple of ways you can challenge this is first things first assess what your your vision of life worth living looks like because I can guarantee you nobody puts down on their life worth living goals I want to eat cake like nobody does that people write things like I want to live on the beach I want to live in London I I want to have free children like people write those things down so why in the moment do we suddenly think oh my life you know I'm living life to the full so I'm going to have three pieces of cheesecake okay and I that's that's one of the things I would do the other thing I would do is that appreciate the small things so this can be done via journaling or just um taking like a pause in your day and appreciate the small things so the small things for me this morning um I've been for a 6k run around Battersea Park there were loads of other runners um it was a nice it's been a nice morning um it didn't rain like that to me feels like I'm living life um yes you know Would that be really nice if I then had a coffee and an almond croissant? Absolutely. But you have to appreciate those small moments. I'm also going to have an hour and a half train journey where I don't have any work planned and I can just sit and read my book. That's to me is living life um, because I'm having time for myself. And that's what the mindset you need to get into when you want to move away from constantly picking short term gratification. The other thing um, that I would just finish on is that actually learning to choose your long term goal is an act of self love. Um, Understanding that you are worth those long term goals, you are worth feeling more comfortable in your skin. And if you're constantly just picking the short term gratification, you're never ever going to get to that point where you feel really content, really happy, really proud of yourself for choosing that long-term goal. Because I bet you, when you reach that long-term goal, because you've been more choosy about your your short-term gratification. And I want to be really clear here. I'm not saying you never pick short-term gratification. There are moments when you pick short-term gratification. For example, if my friend. Who is currently traveling? I don't know if she's going to listen to this. Currently traveling, me- the message me and said, "Oh, I'm about tonight. um Do you fancy a glass of wine?" Like I'm going to turn around and be like, "Yeah, that'd be great" because I want to catch up with her and I want to hear about her travels. But and in that moment in time, I'm going to pick the short term gratification. But if my boyfriend turns around to me tonight and says, "Oh, should we just get a takeaway?" Because you know we can't bother to cook, um, but, I can at that moment in time think okay I'm not going to pick the short term gratification by getting the takeaway I'm just going to nip to Tesco's get something really quick and easy to cook that's in line with my long term goal and the more you flex that the more you decide between okay this is this is worth the short term gratification but this is not the more you kind of put the coins in your pot of I'm capable of this, I'm capable of this, and you gain the evidence that you are capable of choosing your long-term goal. And then what happens is you start to achieve your long-term goal. So you get the reward for for picking your long-term goal, and it goes in a cycle. So that's something that we have really been working on as well. So yeah, I think I'm going to leave it there. I just want to do kind of a short, sharp episode, just going through some struggles going through some things that I know are very common with um, you know, a lot of women out there trying to achieve health and fitness goals. So I do hope that you have um, picked up some light bulb moments in this kind of episode. Um, and yeah, if you do have any questions, um, please drop them over on my Instagram, which is Zoe underscore Lapwood underscore coaching. I am always happy to talk to people um and yeah I hope you have a lovely lovely day and a great weekend and I shall talk to you soon